So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hoser. Treat my mattress like the ATM. Yo, bond on my nine, that my favorite scent. Yo, can't forget the Kush, I'm talking OG. Yo, rest in peace to Pop, he was an OG. Oh, yeah, 285, I had that pack on me. Uh, I cannot forget, I had that strap on me. Yo, rest in peace to my nigga, dog. All we ever wanna do is ball. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of Hosers. My name's Chris Killingsworth and joining me right now is Thomas Williams. What's going on, Thomas? What's up? How's it going, Chris? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to give me a, how's it going, Chris? I tried to. I couldn't I couldn't impress Carter. I was honestly so thrown off because, as you know, I have a bit of a shtick at the beginning of this show. But anyways, um, what's going on, my man? We uh, haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I will own a good chunk of that. <laughs> uh, but what's new with you, man? Nothing really. Just working. Excited slaving about the season. Away. Yeah, slaving away. Nine to five, you know. Stinking um, up the washroom like you're stinking up the oh, Just Win yeah. Baby fantasy pool. Oh, yeah. How about that? I love it. Um, yeah, nothing really. Just been doing the usual. Just been writing and stuff and getting yelled at and Twitter. I, and I think you and I might have our first like major disagreement tonight, so <laughs> oh, it's yeah? going to be a spicy one. Yeah. Uh, Those of you guys uh, who listen to the show most of the time would know that Carter's not here. Uh, I... Because of the way I'm going to edit this episode, uh, I just want you guys to know that Carter lost a bet against our hockey team and had to skate 10 suicide laps last night (laughs) at practice. Uh, So that's why... That's actually why Carter's not recording. Like, when I saw him last night, dude, he was in rough shape. Oh, yeah? Like he was, he was in a bad spot. So basically, what happened was, um, we have this group chat for our hockey team, and it's just banter. Like no actual yes. hockey stuff gets discussed. Um, and basically, Carter was like, I don't know, talking about the Habs and how they were going to have like a better start or whatever. Because that Cockney guy doesn't look like a total bust. So Carter's like, oh, I love him. He's the best. Whatever. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, Basically, what happened was uh, he started chirping the Leafs, the Leafs after the Leafs lost to Ottawa. But whatever, that's fine. Uh, and then basically, there was a bet that was made between him uh, and this other guy Jack on our team, and they were basically like, "Yeah, fuck the Leafs. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna be as good as everybody thinks. Like expectations are so high, but." They're not going to be very good, whatever. And anyways, the Leafs ended up dummying the Habs. Uh, I mean, they didn't dummy them, but they still beat them. A W is a W, buddy. So anyways, they had to skate, yeah, 10 suicides last night. And the entire team who are, for the most part, Leaf fans, but there's a few Ottawa fans just because where the college is located, like a lot of those kids grew up in that area. Uh, which is arguably worse, but anyways, 
we were uh, just yelling at Carter, and yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun last night at the practice. It'd be wild. We also did this other thing. I, I know why Carter's gassed. I'm not talking <laughs> shit because Carter's one of my best friends, but we also did... Okay, so picture like a gymnasium, like a school gym, okay. which is like two... Like most college gyms, like the one at Fleming, for example, yeah. is two normal-sized gymnasiums attached, and there's a curtain that kind of goes right down the middle, which is... Is it, like, how, does it retractable? Like, does it extend from the ceiling? Uh, yes. Like, my Rich- elementary school had, like, it was a new school, so I was able to... Or I guess my high school had this, too, but it was, like, a big curtain that just fell yes. from the sky. I was like... Yeah, yeah, but it's not it's not automatic. Like, you have to push oh. it. So, so anyways... We fancy and whippy. Oh, yeah. Well, as Whitby, noted <laughs> fancy place. Who's known to be fancy with their school? Starburger. Oh. Uh, chick, chicken fingers on a bun. Shout out. Oh, shit. Uh, but anyways, so basically Carter was... Carter is such an amazing hockey coach, and he's a bit of a hard ass sometimes, which I appreciate about him because... I'm a hard ass in other areas of my life. So with the hockey team, I try and not be as much of a hard ass. So we've got like a really good balance between the three coaches with Dan and everybody as well. So last night, Carter like was making them run and whatever, just to kind of get their blood flowing before we hit the ice. And then I was like, yo, man, we should play ball hockey. And he was like, yeah, like that sounds great. We should do that. So anyways, we ended up doing ball hockey and so if you think of the way that two kind of gyms would be laid out, okay. if you think of it as like instead of it the gym being like a rectangle, think yeah. of like two rectangles on top of one another, which is like a square, I guess, if my oh, shapes okay. are correct here. So yeah. if you can picture one net being in the bottom left corner and another net being in the bo- in the top right-hand corner, okay. we were playing hockey, like floor hockey, ball hockey, across these two gyms but it was all of the players and all of the coaches so we have a full roster and then we've got a couple of like practice squad guys so there was probably like 25 of us split down the middle playing hockey across these two gymnasiums but at once so anyways i had two shot attempts couldn't bury anything but my course my coursey was pretty good all things considered (laughs) um and we just we just had a, a fucking hell of a time, man. I honestly was loving my life. I think I may have had an asthma attack towards the end. But anyways, that's why Carter's not here. Carter is an elite athlete. And I'll be recording. I'll be recording. I think. Yeah. What I think I should do. I, I wanted to run it past you. But since we're on yeah. the show, I'm going to post this as an episode with just you and I. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to post an episode with him later this week. Yeah, whatever. Just it's so that exclusive. we don't have to admit. Yeah, it's exclusive. Whatever. But what's new in your life, man? Like, give me some some updates. Nothing at all. Been to... Actually, there was a couple updates this weekend. I had a really busy weekend. Just general life updates. Went to a wedding. Yes, you did? Yes, I did. Did you get shattered or what? No, I didn't, actually. Okay. (laughs) Not a move that I would get stand behind, but okay. It wasn't a very, like, I don't know exciting wedding i'm not gonna trash the wedding 
What didn't you like about podcast. it? Okay. I wish you would trash it though, for real. I, I don't. I'm not even friends with them on Facebook. So, um, <laughs> well, that is that is really the, the well, that's like, like the line way the that people would find it. Like, it's like okay, go to this Facebook and then go to his Twitter. Oh, he tweeted about a podcast. Let me listen to the first ten minutes. Yeah, but <laughs> let's talk about my wedding. Let's so. let's break that down. They're gonna go to your Twitter. They're gonna see whatever nonsense you have as your pinned tweet, and they're just gonna be like. Uh, I never liked that guy anyways, and then just go back to what they were doing. Um, So, yeah, the wedding was, like, so it was so weird. It was in this one place. The ceremony was in the same place as the reception. That's not that weird, is it? Like, it's not super weird, but, like, so then, like, ceremony happened, then a cocktail hour for, like, an hour and a half, moved out all the tables, all the tables were done and everything, and then dinner started at 5, and then, so by, like, 6, 6.30, you're done dinner, all the speeches are done. It's, like, time to now to, like, get up and get a drink or whatever. Now it's, like, the reception started. And this is, like, 6.30. Yeah. So then by the time, like, everyone settled in and everything, it's, like, 7.38. And, like, we were talking to our friends and, like, we were just saying, it's, like, okay, I could, like, use some more food. Because the dinner was, like, really light. Yeah, it all was like a little salad, and I had like some mashed potatoes and a chicken breast. And it was like, okay. I don't know, just like the food is the key. That's what I'm thinking. I uh, so I used to think that so, way, but I, but you know what? I'll let you finish, and then you just I'll need explain. more food because then, so you're done at six, and then the next thing that they planned was a poutine station. Okay. That, yes. No. No, it was a bad poutine station. Okay, why? Because it was like fucking shredded cheese or something? No, no, no. It was like, it was fine, but it was like, it was planned for 11. It didn't come out till 1230. Mm -hmm. And then what they gave you, you know those little mason jars that they give you for, that have jam? Yeah. If you're imagining like, not normal mason jar size, but like little. That's what it was, poutine was. It was like five french fries. Ew. And they handed it out. They, it wasn't, like, self-serve or anything. Ugh. So I'm, like, starving, like, by that time. Because I... Yeah, and then, like... And then it's, like, you handed, like, five french fries. So they basically thing. gave you, like, the fucking french fries that fall out of the thing and end up at exactly. the bottom of the bag with the napkins. And then yeah. just added gravy. Yeah. And cheese. I was that honestly considering, literally like, awful. ordering a pizza. Okay. And just stand outside. <laughs> Just can like, I tell? Can I tell you about? Uh, I went to a poutine station okay. at my brother's wedding a few years ago, and I ate so much poutine I got a stomach ache, and that like kind of ruined balance. the night for me. Not ruined, but like I was having a good time up until I was like, "Oh, I just ate a fucking four course meal, and now I'm about to dummy poutine. Yeah. Like that's gonna make yeah. me not feel so good." Sorry. Oh yeah, good story. Sorry, uh, does Robin need a mic? No, she's she's literally okay. So like our setup right now, I'm like in her area right now. Wow. So normally I record the podcast in like our dining room area, yeah. uh, but I'm recording on the couch, uh, Thomas's bed, as oh, I like yeah, to re- like refer to it. Bed. Uh, draft bed, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because of the puppy, uh, which oh. we'll talk we'll talk about the puppy yeah, in a second. About, okay. But I got to keep an eye on him 
so that he doesn't pee in the other room, which is where I normally record. Right. So, but yeah, as far as wedding food goes, the best wedding I've ever been to, and like this isn't to like shit talk other weddings I went to as being not good. I'm just saying that this was the best one, was my buddy Craig's wedding. And I know he listens to the show, so shout out Craig. Shout out. So Craig and his wife Brittany had their wedding in like the late morning, early afternoon. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know if you've ever been to a wedding like that before, but dude, it was great. You get ready, uh, you eat your breakfast while you're getting ready, you end up getting to the venue. I can't remember what time, like, the the wedding started at, but, like, for the sake of example, it was, like, 11, I think, or 12. You do that, they get married, it's a pretty quick ceremony. Everybody goes inside, they they eat, whatever, this is at, like, lunchtime. The whole wedding is done by about... Like, I think it was done at like three or four o'clock and then they took off. They I think they went to to Rama or something. Uh, I can't they were seeing a band, if I remember, not because they were like degenerate gamblers, although Craig is a degenerate. They're like 65 years old. Robin, did they go to a wedding or not a wedding? Did they go to a a show? show Yeah, I think they went to a show. So I can't remember what they did. But, okay, so Stevie get this. Nicks at Rama. No, that's not really Craig's <laughs> bag. But they went, so they ended up leaving, like, the yeah. end of the wedding, obviously. And then, oh, my God, the puppy is literally chewing on the microphone cord. Puck, go over there. <laughs> Fuck. I knew it. I, Just give him a toy. Give him a toy. Uh, his toys are over can there. Play with him. I can't play with him because I'm talking. You can use one hand. I'll do both. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. So when we went to the wedding, we were out of there at a, at a fairly decent time. And then the best part about everything was that we were all dressed up still. So then yeah. a couple of my friends who were at the wedding basically just went over to his uh, or not his. They came back to our place yeah. and we were still dressed up. So then we just had a nap. So there's all of these like adults napping in my yeah. living room. And then we just went out for like a nice dinner later that night because we mm. were all dressed up. So it was awesome. And then we went to a martini bar and Robin got fucking annihilated. <laughs> and I had to like walk her home. It was great. I Robin. You did get wasted. So should I talk about the puppy? Because that's what yeah. you're laughing at in the background. I can yeah. see you laughing about it. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's kind of funny because he's chewing on the microphone cord. Stop. Yeah. Uh, so... A new life update for me. Uh, Robin and I had far, far too much to drink on Thanksgiving weekend. And while we're playing card games at the cottage, Robin is messaging all of these people on Kijiji. And she's like, I want to get a dog. I want to get a dog. And we had talked about getting a dog for a while, but we just couldn't find like a breed that we liked and we looked at adopting of course like that's so important we couldn't find a dog that like we really liked um so on a whim robin's like well you know what kind of breed would you want and since i was a kid i always wanted a husky because they're the cutest dogs in the world so long story short we bought a husky (laughs) yeah he's 11 weeks old his name's puck oh my god and uh, I'll send you a picture to post on the Twitter page. He is okay. not joking, the cutest dog on earth. He loves um, watching hockey with me. So every morning oh, yeah. when I take him out for the wa- like to go use the washroom, him and I watch all the highlights from the night before. 
Um, that's our routine in the morning, and he seems to like that so far. But he's still very new, obviously. He's really small, but he's a good boy. That's all that matters. Yeah. And that's that. Do you miss Fern? Just yeah. not having the dog in the situation right now? I know. It sucks. My parents have a dog, but it's, like, not the same. It's not. Truly, it is not the same. That dog's a little shit, so. What kind of dog? It's, like, a Cocker Spaniel or something. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> the weird thing about Puck is that he... Oh, my God. He's so good. He's not bad. I wasn't going to say bad. He's good. He does this thing when we go for walks because he's just the most lovable dog in the world. He just sits down and just waits for people to walk by and pat him because everybody just showers him with, like, love. Like, we went to the vet's office yesterday and all the, the vets, you know, and the vet techs and stuff were just, like, oh, my God, he's so beautiful. I love his eyes. And I'm like, yeah, the dog's pretty cute, too, because they're, they're <laughs> so talking smooth, about yeah. me. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. But all joking aside, he's uh, he's a good boy. He um, he likes yeah. peanut butter. That's it. And, and as <laughs> time goes life. on, as time goes on, I'll be sure to share with you guys a yeah. quick little pup date. Uh, which is, of course, an update, but for a puppy. Uh, excuse me one second. I think he's chewing on Robin's hair straightener. Hold on one quick second. Okay, we're back. <laughs> we're back. Now he's Perfect. just laying. Now he's laying beside me. Hopefully he'll fall asleep. Um, but uh, I wanted to start talking a little bit about the article that you wrote. Uh, oh, yeah. Thomas, Thomas P. Williams, long-form <laughs> journalism. Yeah. Uh, why I, don't I you... like, so I started it last night and I was like, okay, this is going to be short. I'm just going to be short and sweet. And then I finished it on my lunch break today and I was like, oh shit, it's like 2,000 words. <laughs> I just like kept on adding. I was like, okay, I got to include this. I can't live without this. I can't mention this without mentioning this and blah, 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 blah. I will say that your references and your like citations of there people whose work you were referencing uh was giving me a little bit of like uh like a tiny little bit of anxiety because when I was in university I was so bad for like using the proper format like APA and MLA and oh god I don't even like there's no format it's just like I know if this gets read enough that people are gonna be mad if I use their graphs or use their data without referencing them or someone else that they yeah no it's it's from so it's like it's yeah. yeah, it's good that you did it. I'm just giving you a hard time oh, because yeah, I was so fucking bad at doing that when <laughs> I was. Well, and, and I was a history major for a bit too, and yeah. you have to do something called Chicago format, oh, yeah. which is different than MLA and APA yeah, yeah. and LMNOP. And anyways, I don't even it doesn't remember the difference between Chicago. I remember doing it in high school because I did like a lot of history classes there, and that was the format. Yeah, it's I don't know. Do you, I don't even like remember. Citation, it's just like citations at the bottom, right? It's like main. Like if That's, you read a nonfiction yeah. book, and it's like there's the number, and then it's at the bottom. Yeah, like that's bottom of the same page, and then MLA's like at the very back. I don't know. I yeah, remember that being like a difference. You know I what? Does, know it this. doesn't matter. You know what? Yeah, you're the writer. I'm not the writer. <laughs> you should know this. You're right. Yeah. 
But give us kind of like a synopsis. I want to make sure Leafs Nation gets the clicks uh, yeah, because I don't so want to be I don't want to be Adam's enemy or anything. So uh, on that note, just give us like a synopsis. Yeah. Give the fans a little bit of a teaser, if you will. Okay. So at MapleLeafsNation.com slash no. Um, <laughs> I I basically went over and people have been saying that. William Nylander wants $8 million in cap hit, and, like, people were freaking out, like, oh, it's, like, too much, blah, 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 like, what does he think, who does he think he is, like, he's not close to the top, blah, 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 but, like, I basically explored that, I kind of, like, went into it already believing that he is worth that, and then I just backed up my argument comparing him to players that are paid that, and what like some arguments might be against paying him that much okay um, so like for instance sorry i'm just scrolling through right now because i'm kind of forgetting um like i basically uh, the first little bit i went over just nylander like his performance by himself i didn't really even mention any points because I just don't like doing that when you're trying to really get into the nitty-gritty of the player because points are so subjective when it comes to, like, production or, excuse me, value and... Yeah, what they mean and all that. So many different factors. Like, you could play... Like, Anders Lee fucking scored 40 goals. He's not a 40-goal scorer now. Like, he he can't be valued for that. No. Um... And he shouldn't be. Uh, so, yeah. So, I was just going over, like, his past data and then his zone entries, which I just love. And then I went over Charlie O'Connor, who now writes for the Athletic Philadelphia, went right, wrote a post for Hockey Graphs. I forget how long ago it was. But it was, like, 2013, maybe, or 15 or something. Yeah. Um, all just about the usage of zone entries and, like, what it how it correlates to a player's, like, evaluation um, and how, like, good it is for using that player. So I included Nylanders and blah, blah, and then I went over... Sorry, this is getting long-winded. Um, no, it's not. You're good. I, okay. I went I'm over... I'm still following, buddy. Okay. I went over... Then I, like, just kind of... Obviously, the argument is that, like, Nylander plays most of his time with Matthews and then... Matthews just makes him such a much better player. So then I went to Natural Stat Trick um, and went over their line tool and the two players. So the two years that Nylander played with Matthews, um, he's basically, obviously most of their time was spent together, but away from each other, both of them, not just Nylander, had worse stats. So Matthews actually performed worse away from Nylander. The only stat that Matthews didn't decrease so much was just goals for percentage. So it was just scoring goals he didn't have a problem with without Nylander. But everything else, like actually possessing the puck or getting shot attempts or getting high danger attempts, Matthews was nowhere near what he could do when Nylander was with him. Okay. Um, so it kind of, like, disproves the fact that, like, of course Matthews is the better player, but Nylander is also so good that he elevates Matthews to a different level than him just by himself. Right. I, well, I think that it, that's partly because of 
like Nylander's ability to, you know, transition the puck into the offensive zone. And he's not, you know, kind of dumping and chasing it or chipping it into the corners. He's, you know, moving through the neutral zone, heading into the offensive zone with possession and then either setting something up or shooting himself. Right. And I think for me, like all of all of that's, you know, great information as far as Nylander and the stats and all those things. Like, I mean, he certainly passes the eye test for me. I think one thing that, you know, there, there's got to be, for me, at least a few positives on the on the Nylander thing. And, and for me, that's it seems to me like Matthews is and this could just be like the eye test speaking, but it looks like. Uh, Matthews is shooting a lot more. Like, obviously, his shooting percentage is fucking, like, 50% or whatever yeah, it is. Crazy right now. And that's that's going to regress, obviously. But it just even feels like Matthews is shooting more because yeah. I think on that line, Nylander shot quite a bit. It felt like... I mean, to me, it felt like at times Nylander was the trigger guy and Matthews was the the setup guy. I don't know. Do you... Do, do you yeah, feel that like at I, all? I went over some of more their shot contributions. Um, and Nylander was in, compared to the league, he was in the 94th percentile of contributions overall. So that was both shot assists and shots himself. Right. Um, I think, I'm trying to remember Matthew's number because I don't have it on my piece, but I think Matthew's number of shots for... Um, like individually is less than Nylander. Um, like Nylander's attempts way more shots. Um, yeah, I think they're both pretty even. And I know Nylander is mainly the guy that takes the puck from the neutral zone, or sorry, from the defensive zone, and then exits it as well on that yeah. line. So in the forward group, it's either him or sometimes Hyman, but it's mainly Nylander when that those three were together. Um, right so like he has his own job and that's what i was kind of saying the whole thing is that like he has his job on that line and he's not just a peripheral player he's not playing on the outside and just riding matthew's coattails like anything he's contributing so much that he is worth that eight million dollar cap it even though it sounds lofty and then to kind of transition into what i went to next after just not really saying the dollar value or like what comparing around the league or the market. I so the first half was a basically just like evaluation of Nylander's game. This is how good he is, and then I went over how the the three comparisons, the two other players that were compared most were David Pasternak and Nikolai Ehlers, yeah. because they were both drafted. They're all three drafted were drafted in two thousand fourteen, mm-hmm. first round like. Um, and pretty much made the NHL almost right away. And I noticed that you didn't have Jake Furtanen, um or, <laughs> or Nick Ritchie as comparables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We'll get into Vancouver in a oh, little bit. Oh. Um, the, I thought that, that the comparables piece was interesting, though, because uh, I think, like, for me, I hadn't thought it through from the perspective that you shared in your piece today where it was like okay so if we know that the comparables for example are Pasternak and Ehlers and more so Pasternak for what I'm about to say but if everyone agrees that that is like 
you know, one of the best budget deals in the league. And, like, you know, Nylander knows how to read. He's hearing. He's seeing. Yeah. He's maybe even having these dialogues because Pasternak's a buddy of his. Yeah, exactly. You, you'd, you'd think that, you know, and, again, this is the, the perspective that I hadn't thought of, is that they – like if they know that and his agent knows that then yeah of course that's why they're going to push for 8 million because they don't want it to be a budget deal um why should a new player like be like okay i'm going to sign this because it's team friendly like it's it was a thing in the past but it shouldn't be anymore like you shouldn't it's kind of like i'm sure it feels great when you're with your team and like oh yeah like i took less because so you guys could take more blah, blah blah but then like if you take less, then that gives more incentive for your stupid GM. And I'm not calling Duba stupid, but like... Uh, have you seen G- his glasses, dude? He doesn't look stupid. Every GM is like... At least makes one mistake of a free agent or a trade or an extension that they regret. So Dubas is going to do that eventually. So why give him more space to do that when... Like, you might as well... Like, you should earn what you can with these elite if you're an elite player right um yeah so going kind of going on that um i was comparing mainly like the cap hit percentage which is what at the time of signing what percentage of the cap that that contract took up or that cap hit that the player is taking up so right it's it's really interesting when pasternak signed his six-year deal um which is the bargain at six point six six million. At the time of signing, it was eight point eight nine percent, and then at, under the current cap hit, um, that would be a equivalent contract of seven point zero six million. So just yeah. over seven million bucks. And then, so if you're saying my main thing that kind of got me thinking about this was that if you're saying that's the equivalent, so if Neilander signs for seven point one no one's going to complain because it's like, okay, that's the modern-day market of Pasternak's contract that's going to be a steal. Right. Um, Well, and then you factor the cap going up and all of these different things. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm sure all their agents are aware of that. So it might sound... It might look really bad on paper for the first two years, and that's another thing that I talked about. Um, Like, it might look really bad. Like, when Ovechkin signed this deal, everyone's like, how the hell are you going to play anyone around this guy making over nine million bucks and then look at now it's like nothing mm-hmm. um and like same with crosby and malk and like oh you have two guys making over like almost nine million bucks each like um anyways so like if you think of it like that with the 7.1 how much of a big difference is it jumping up to eight it would just be that 900k which is basically your 13th forward or your seventh defenseman healthy scratch amount so are yeah. really arguing and complaining that Nylander shouldn't make that much money when you're fine with him making like I even saw a, a Facebook comment or Twitter I think I saw where a guy was like oh I wouldn't go 8 but I'd go 7.5 for 7 years I'm like okay what's the difference you're making that's yeah. like literally less than league minimum right like you're complaining about why should we worry about that little amount of money and i get that every little cap dollar is so valuable and yeah but 500k is like it's like really nothing nothing. you're talking about like 
literally like people just throw money at and I mentioned it later when I got into <laughs> the Oilers because you always have to mention the Oilers right um, how bad they fuck up uh, <laughs> so when it was like comparing Dry Saddle because Dry Saddle makes that 8.5 mil now yeah and exactly and people are saying that's such an overpayment but it's what he's worth really. yeah it just looks so bad because the Oilers have almost 12 million bucks up in Lucic, Cassie <laughs> and Russell right so it's like yeah. you're wasting 12 million bucks which is basically I, another Connor McDavid when you're getting literally players that are worse than replacement level. Like, if you just put no-name, like, replacement level guys, if you put in Mark Arcobellos in all those positions... Well, that's impossible because he's in Switzerland, but okay. okay. <laughs> just clone him in Switzerland and then bring him over. I think they did clone him. Seth Griffith, I don't think, is playing... Oh, yeah. And Chris Terry. Oh, Chris That's Terry. A- <laughs> AHL vet. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I think... So I read it, obviously. Um, I read it when I was on the... I was uh, in the washroom taking a, taking a number two. That's, That's usually when I'll, re- I'll like refresh The Athletic or I'll read one of your articles because I know I'll have the time to read it. Um, joking, but also not really joking. Uh, so I, I read it, and I guess, like, for me is like listen i'm a nylander fan like i like nylander a lot i think he's a great player um i'm not subscribed to this like well look at how good kapanen's playing it must mean that you know it's putting the pressure on nylander and his agent to get a deal done and I, i don't think that that's true i like a lot of the fan base is very torn i love the idea that like we all want willie to get paid and everybody wants this contract to make sense and uh you know, I, I think it's less than ideal that he's in Sweden instead of playing on, you know, the the top line there with Matthews and Hyman. However, I'm starting to come around on this idea that if they've made the decision that he's not in the plans, I think that they your face is getting droopy and sad. <laughs> I know where you're going. I, I think they going. they at some point it's or another I know, I know, and I'm not trying to be like I like I haven't even watched T S N tonight. I haven't even oh. thought about T S N. Um they're just living it up. I just I feel like they have to at least look at the options. Um I read an article on pension plan puppets. Uh you've probably read it as well, Adam El Saldo on Twitter wrote it um, about like what a potential Nylander trade would look like and what's available. Um, The one name that I think I didn't see on the list, but definitely a player that I think is really interesting would be a guy like Brett Pesci who is like cost controlled for like six years. He's got a very similar deal to Morgan Riley, uh, right-handed shot, not a shutdown defenseman, but a little bit more defensively minded than a guy like Justin Falk, for example. And if, if that is something that, you know, at least like for me, I think you'd be looking at it with blinders if you didn't for a second think, okay, like what would a return look like? Because as the days keep going, 
Um, I'm not saying I'm like losing faith by any means, but I at least think that they have to think about it because ultimately the plans that they make right now and all of the planning that's going to go into getting Mardner and Matthews a deal and whether or not they're going to be able to afford Jake Gardner and if Kapanen, who is uh, an RFA at the end of this season, ends up on Matthews' wing because of Nylander not being there, let's say he puts up you know 40 or 50 points then you've got to pay him three and a half or four million as well like these are the things that you have to consider right um i know it's funny you joked about uh nhl 19 franchise mode trades and it's funny because even in that stupid fucking video game which by the way isn't stupid i play it i play it so much it's my literally my favorite game of all time right now um until red dead redemption that we'll talk about that another time but when was that 26th this this yeah me neither but that's okay we can rob banks together in the game it'll be great but but if you think about that, it's funny because the first thing I do whenever I start the be a GM or franchise mode is I sign Nylander to a like a decently termed because in the game he's an RFA when you start right. right. So you have to get something done with him, and I get something done with Marner, and usually I wait to sign Matthews after the first season but in the game i can get marner usually on a 7.5 million dollar deal for eight years and i can usually get willie for about seven million for six years it's what i do in the game every single time and even with those deals and by the way matthews always ends up re-signing in the off season when i have to like gardner walk for nothing uh, for 12, 12 million for eight years. I like long-term contracts in my yeah. be, a, be a GM. But then you have Kapanen and Janssen who are sitting there as RFAs after the end of the first season. And both of them ask for a decent upgrade. Like I think Janssen asks for like 2.5 to 3.5 and Kapanen asks for like a million more than that. So it's like, I think where all of this stuff is good and i think in a perfect world you have all four of them and you have riley i think that if they can't get something done they need to make a decision about what they're going to do because i don't know if there is a more valuable trade asset in the nhl right now than william nylander yeah uh, i don't know like i think nylander is valuable but what's the difference between trading someone like that and trading someone like a Kapanen or a Janssen. Like, trading those guys that are going to earn, earn more. Like, I, I think Nylander is, well, like, not, by... Well, not, ne- not necessarily, though, because I think Kapanen... Had Kapanen and Janssen been able to fill a role on the third and fourth line with some special teams, I think that they would be more cost-controlled when the contract oh, yeah. renewal comes up, right? Like, yeah, they're going to be sure. more affordable than Nylander. But, like, how... See, this is getting to the nitty-gritty of the numbers. Like, so if you're saying Kapanen, say Kapanen scores 20 goals and 50 points mm-hmm. on the wing of Matthews, and Nealander doesn't sign until December, and then he's, like, partnered up with Kadri, and he just scores, like, 40 points with Kadri, blah, blah, blah. Like, when you want to sell high on Kapanen, when you know that Nealander, whatever he signs for, say he signs for seven and a half. Yeah. Like, when you want to try to see what you get with Kapanen and then use that amount 
to get a defenseman or get somewhere where you can improve with those holes. Like, I think the Leafs' problem right now is that they're still mismanaging this lineup. Like, Babcock still has Hainsey playing way too much. And you can't even start a, like, a, a talk about a trade for a defenseman when, like, the glaring thing is that they're not even, like, there's not even a good defenseman or two good defensemen on the top pair. Like, mm-hmm. if you just simply... It's like t- this year when we saw, like, oh, it's like addition with subtraction where you're getting rid of Barton, Polak, and Komarov. Where now it's it's going to be Hainsey's turn next year. So you're going to have to find a replacement, say if it's Dermot on the right side, and then you have mm. Zaitsev and whoever. Right, like, but that's what I'm saying, right? Like, if we're... So I think that the Nylander conversation... Like, this is the way I look at it. If they can, if they can lock up Nylander between 7 and 8, let's say for the like argument's sake, yeah. that pretty much confirms that Gardner's not coming back next year. Yeah, and that sucks, because I really like Gardner, and I think he's undervalued currently. Like, I think he's gonna get 6 mil somewhere, and I he think will. he's worth that. Like he's but, but that's exactly it, right? Like if they if they know that they're not gonna be able to uh necessarily afford to keep all four of them. And again, this is just this is just conversation. Like I don't wanna get fucking toasted <laughs> up, you know, come December when yeah. Willie's lighting it up for the Leafs. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I think they have to at least like listen to offers and I'm sure oh, yeah. Dubis has. If you're if you're a GM and you're you're not doing your job if you're not listening to every offer. Like, even if someone comes up with a package for Matthews, you still answer the phone. Like, it's whatever. Yeah. I just feel like they need to make a decision at some point because whatever happens to Nylander, I think, is going to give us a pretty good understanding of what Gardner is going to look like. And let's say, for example, you move Gardner out and, like, let's look at, like, the handedness as best as we can because we know Babcock will try and do that. Yeah. Then you have to have Dermot playing your second pairing on the left side with Riley as your number one. So it would be on the left side, Riley, Dermot, whoever on the left side. Marinchin, just for sake of example. Because <laughs> yeah, Hainsey's not coming back, Borgman, whoever. Any of those three guys are interchangeable as far as I'm concerned. And then on the right side, you have Zaitsev, Ozhiganov, maybe, but maybe he's back in Russia. Who knows? Yeah. Uh you're also like not expecting Sandine to make the team next year. You're not expecting, you know, Dursey or Hollowell. Lilligren maybe makes the team next maybe, year, which like is great for the right maybe. side. But that's what I'm saying, right? Like you become much, like on a team that's already struggling as defensive depth, as far as, pardon me, defensive depth goes, you take Gardner out of it and it's like, okay, well, have fun. Yeah, right? like it's, it's hard because... Yeah, like, oh, God, this is stressing me out already, just thinking about different scenarios. Like, I'm just, like, I'm trying to juggle everything and, like, just hope that Nealander signs for, like, under seven randomly. And then, like, okay, everything's fine. You could sign, see if Gardner wants to stay for five mil times five. And, like, right. just see, like, whatever. Because mm-hmm. without him, and I really like Dermot playing. Like, I don't really care about handiness so much anymore, like... It was a big thing, and then now it's like, it's after seeing like a Provorov Ghost Despair line where they're both lefties, or like uh, McNabb and 
Nate Schmidt played for Vegas like crazy and they're play, both left-handed, like it doesn't really matter as long as you're both really effective. So having Dermot and Riley together would be actually kind of crazy. And then yeah. you have Gardner Zaitsev and then so that's your top pair for like or top four for I don't know like even when Dermot resigns and stuff like it's yeah I don't know there's so many moving parts where it's crazy that you have to worry about but like I don't know I, I think know, I'm man. just I'm just down on like Dermot hasn't really impressed me so far this year too much I think he's, he's been I, I've liked him this year I think he's been okay um but like for me my my expectations were maybe too high maybe i needed to adjust those a little bit because i was like oh he's gonna step in and be like top four you know what i mean oh yeah um so i guess we'll have to see kind of where that goes but as i said i think largely with the leafs so far like i've been excited about the play like obviously Tavares has been as advertised as as far as we've seen that power play is is incredible it's been really great to see josh levo getting a chance um like i still think that josh levo is a top nine forward in the nhl um i think from a special teams perspective i think he can be useful like uh, you don't feel that way no i don't like him (laughs) Okay, well, fuck oh, you then. I guess. <laughs> no, oh, he's I just think... so bad. Like he's just yeah. From what I've seen, like him when it was oh who was it? I think when it was him Ennis and yeah him Kadri and Ennis as a line and just like Kadri looked like tired out there from just trying to carry them. Like it was so bad. Like I don't know. There's some replacement guys that like you don't really have to worry about, but it's like. Okay, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Who would you Who would you rather have, Janssen or Levo, right now? Janssen. I disagree. <laughs> Janssen <laughs> had Janssen looks like, and I know he played fucking two hundred games of hockey last year. Yeah. He looks a lot slower than he did last year. Yeah, but like, he still has better offensive skills than. Levo. Okay, but which of them grew up around here? <laughs> there you go. See, okay, now we're going to get into my weird little, like, theory about, I guess we could save this for another podcast when we're really talking about cap stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Go um, on. Just, okay, let, hit, just hit me with your quickly, weird theory. Quick, because you like know little, Carter, Carter is not going to want to talk about the salary I, cap. I know. So a little needle, <laughs> a little needle, is okay. that you should never... Okay, no, this is kind of stupid. Um, basically, I'm saying that draft stock earns you way too much money than what you're worth. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Yeah, it also so, like, you should only draft like seventh round. Just trade all your picks down so that you're only drafting fourth to the seventh round. Hope for a crazy steal of a prospect, and then you just have to pay him like two million bucks a year for the rest of his life. Uh, yeah, so, I guess so. Well, it's like yeah. it's like guys like like if you look, uh, I don't know like who's the guy on Nashville that got locked up long term, but it's yeah, Yarn but it's Croc? like a small it's a small AAV. I think it's Arvidsson. Yarn, yeah, Yarncroft. No, Yarn no Croc one. Yarncroft signed for six years at two mil. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking yeah. of. Yeah, 
Arvidsson got signed for like four. Yeah, yeah, it's younger. It's something. also pronounced yeah. Yarn Croak. Fuck this fucking guy. I was Is actually Canadian. I was coming up with a segment for the next time that the three of us are on, oh, yeah. where I'm gonna give you names and try and get the proper pronunciation of like how proper, proper. Yeah, because so obviously right now everybody's like trying to figure out if it's Elias or Elias or if it's Peterson so, or Peterson, Peterson. I was on, you know how Elite Prospects has that little, like, sound clip thing? Oh, I've never used that feature before. It's great. It's I have great. Because it's Every like, day. Elite Prospects is from Sweden. Yeah. So, wait, you have used it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I yeah, was trying to drop a little sarcasm there, but... I didn't detect it at all. It's okay. I gotta do a better job. But it job. was like, I was just looking up, like, Ghost of Nyquist's thing, and I was like, I wonder what his name sounds like, and it's like, Gustav Nyquist, and I'm like, oh, oh. okay. Well, listen, I know we have listeners from Sweden, and they're oh, going to find sorry. that really fucking offensive. Just to get back in their good graces, um, we love William Nylander. So, there you and go. Elias Pettersson. Should we talk about the hit? or We should, but I think it's e- Elias <laughs> P- Pettersson. Elias P- but when oh I goodness, say it like that, I sound like, I sound like gold member. <laughs> we couldn't pronounce, like, Matt yes. Yes, so. Elias Peterson. Yes, yes. I don't know what you're talking about. You've never seen Goldmember. Holy no, fuck! I know. Oh, I hate you. You need to. I'm gonna make a. Anytime I make a movie reference and you don't get it, you have to watch the movie within 48 hours. Never. I don't have the time. <laughs> I know you don't. Okay. Uh, we should talk about the hit. So, are you ready for it? Ready for what? Did you think that? Uh, that he should have got a suspension? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you cool. not? I think he oh. should have got a, I think he should have got a game, not two games. <sighs> you know. listen, I know so it's stupid. I know it's I know it's semantics. I know it's semantics. This is what I'm saying. I think if it was a guy who was like a third line winger that the same no shit happened to him. And no, no one, one would give a care. fuck. The only reason that people are so bent out of shape about it, and it is, it is a dirty hockey play. Yeah. You cannot do what that guy did. Like that guy went like full big red machine, cane, choke yeah. slam. Like, <laughs> I, yeah, you can't do that. Like we know that it was a dirty play. Brothers However, just like full on. Right, but if that had, if that same play happened to fucking. Like Travis Zajac, no one would give a shit. <laughs> First off, he couldn't reach his neck. Well, the other thing is, is that no, but like if it was like Anton Roussel or something, like well, no one, no one would fucking care. Right, and no one's seen Travis Zajac in years because he's certainly life. not not doing no. anything on the ice. That's for sure. I've seen him on NHL 12. He's great. Yeah, he's probably unreal <laughs> in NHL 12. But but you get where I'm coming from, right? Like I think it was greasy. Um, like I then found out after getting into a heated debate with some people at work about it <laughs> that he was concussed, which I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and, and like obviously with a player like that, um, they want to protect the skill guys. And like I'm not trying to put my uh, my tinfoil hat on here. But, yeah, I think the NHL looks at it. They want to set precedent like you can't fuck around with these you know, more slender skill players who are like, you know, driving awareness and excitement, especially in a, you know, kind of a, uh, 
a demographic like Vancouver. Um, yeah, I, I think I don't know. I just like it's just like if you're up, if you're a big defenseman, like what is Madison like six three? Must have like over two hundred, obviously. Yeah, he's probably like two ten. He's, he's a average size NHL player that's tall. Like he, if you're going up a guy that is shorter and like soaking wet like a hundred pounds then it's just like human decency to almost just like okay i'm not gonna go super hard against this guy because like i don't want to ruin his life like almost like i don't know it was like like it's it just should be just natural like that not everyone out there is you're not able to do the same things to everyone that people are going to react differently. Like, if I use the same force against, like, this 6'5 defenseman that I'm using this, like, against Johnny Gaudreau, then he's just going to go flying and then get hurt. Like, yeah, it's just... I just think, like, we already know how this is going to go because the same thing happened with Vancouver and the Leafs with Matt Martin and Goodbranson. We know, like, Guddy is going to you know he's gonna have his way with this guy and like there there'll be retribution i know travis green the canucks head coach kind of alluded to the fact that like something would have been done had it you know people seen but i guess it was like happening behind the play or whatever um but yeah like we know that good branson's gonna fight him and good branson's gonna you know beat the shit out of him like he did with travis hamannick you know what you know what good branson's probably He's probably a, a sick of it all. No, dude, no. Maybe, but probably <laughs> no, I'm just, not. I'm just saying more because like, the name is like a pun, too. Yeah. he is sick of Matheson. It he's all. sick of it all. I think with Good Branson, he's just cranking hate breed. And <laughs> First crisis? He's just like, he's like, Elias, come over here. I'm going to make you... Big scary man. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Pedersen's really small, man. He's, he's like tall, tall, but he's like lanky as hell. But he's like a beanpole. Like he's, he's like a fucking. Uh, he's like Gumby. He is, and <laughs> that's Swedish fitting Gumby. because he wears green. Swedish oh. Gumby. Travis Green. Elias Pedersen. Um. Elias. Elias. <laughs> Pedersen. Do you know what Elias Pedersen is to the Canucks? No. Foundation. Okay. Another hardcore reference? Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. No, that's okay. I've been in a mosh pit for that band. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. GTs. I saw a a Foundation shirt at the Turnstile show. Yes. Tell me about how that went. Okay. I guess, well, Turnstile was fucking amazing. It was crazy. Had you not seen them before? No. Dude. It was... They're they're great. I've been missing out. I went, like... I went, yeah, like, the whole festival, like, the whole Not Dead Yet um, show on Sunday, the matinee, like, I basically just stood back for most of it, like, just hanging out, culture abuse, I kind of went up, like, um, Gouge Away was really good, I kind of was more in there, and, like, uh, Soul Glow, they were fucking sick. Um, What was the other... Unified Right was incre- like crazy. Yes, um, they're, they're a good fucking, band. Yeah, they're dope. Seen them play yeah, lots. But yeah, Turnstile was like 
It was unreal. I went right up to the front, just like, yeah. Did they play any of their old shit, or was it mostly newer stuff? Yeah, they played, like, um... Fuck, what's that one song? Phased Out? Yeah. They played that, and, like, um... Future? I, like... I this future. It's weird, because I, like... It's weird, I stopped listening to them, like, as much as I was... Uh, after their third seven inch, I think right. when they started like changing their sound a little bit, I wasn't really feeling it. Um, yeah. I don't I, mind I wasn't it either, either. And then like I kind of got away from hardcore, and then I came back into it. Yeah, and it was like okay, like my more mature ear is digging this like weird, like random jazz segments. I'm like literally the exact opposite, but I appreciate where you're coming from because like yeah. when I was younger, I was like, I love like the caveman side of hardcore. Like oh, yeah. I like moshing with my friends. I like stage diving. Yeah. I, like, was, like, that was like me when I grew up. I wanted to as hard and fast as possible. And then right. now it's like, Oh, I want something different. I don't want it. Like someone just like screaming me about the police all the time. Yeah. So for me, I agree with you. I think now there is a time like probably two or three years ago where I was like, oh man, like I've been listening to the literally the same bands, the same music over and over again for the last decade. Like I need to, you know, broaden my horizons a little bit. And I started listening to some other music and revisiting some old stuff. And now probably the last year or so I've been like, just I'm in the caveman mode again, where I'm just listening to like, just music that you'd beat someone's ass to like music (laughs) that you'd beat Elias Pettersson's ass to. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, that and like, obviously I listen to like a lot of hip hop and, yeah. uh, you know, Quavo has a new album that I listen to. I not listen to it yet. It's okay. I, yeah, okay. I got a bit of a hot take on Quavo. Okay. Uh, I like Migos. I've always liked Migos. Yeah, However, I think, so. I think they're better as a unit. And I okay. think Quavo, his solo stuff, I would say, is okay. I think Quavo and Migos is really great. And I think Quavo as a feature is the best. Okay. Because when, he, when he's, like, huh, how would I describe it? I think, like, if you listen to Migos, like, as a whole, like, as a collective unit, it's very good and the songs are great. I just think, like, Quavo by himself is, there's not a lot of variety um, yeah. I one of the songs he like references all of his ad libs like one after the other, um, oh. which is pretty fucking funny. Um, yeah. The albums, yeah, the albums okay, but what's okay. what's something that you've been like kind of rocking these days as far as music goes? Are we doing our recommendations? I guess we'll just do that. Yeah, I mean, we could uh, do what were we calling the segment again? Uh, fresh, something, exciting. Something old something i don't know i think we should call it fresh exciting okay let's call it moving forward because <laughs> i when i re-listened to that episode i was like we don't have a fucking name for this segment it's weird uh we'll call it something fresh and something rotten okay <laughs> that, that doesn't really fit though because no because it's rotten but like we like it but we like fermented, it something fermented because it's old but we like it Okay, let's just call it, like, recommendations, I guess. <laughs> I was trying to come up with, like, a cool name, but... Yeah, that's bad. Pump um, it or dump it. 
It's so fucking bad. I know. Okay, what what's yours right now? Um, I don't know, man. Like, I guess. Oh, I can recommend something like not very specific, but like okay. something doing something is like going to shows by yourself. Mm, it's great. Okay, I don't know if other people do this, but it's great. You just like chill out in between bands. It kind of sucks. It's just like, you get just to do whatever you want. You don't have like, oh, I'm going to go over here. You don't have to tell anyone. You just do it. Just remember that not all of our listenership like goes to shows. Okay. I'm not saying even like hardcore shows, but just like concerts. Like you just get to enjoy it by yourself. You're not even like talking to the person that you go with anyways. It's usually stuff after like you hang out with them. Like, yeah, it's just chill, man. It's not even hardcore. But, like, that kind of works with other shit, too. Like, going to the movies by yourself is... I've never done that. I I hardly go to the movies, though. It is Chef Kiss's Fingers. That's, like, that's... See? It's great. It is. Well, so I've only done it a few times, but uh, when when Robin and I were, like, teenagers and dating, and she used to have to work on the weekends and I'd visit her, I'd go and see movies at the Cineplex uh, on Grandview in Oshawa. Uh, and I would pay for one ticket and then see two more movies because she was working like an eight hour day or whatever. And I remember I saw the first Avengers movie in theaters, uh, and fell asleep in the theater and an usher had to come and wake me up. Uh, that wasn't a good look for me, but no, I I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Uh, what is your something, something something old, but something new to you? Oh shit. I mean really paid attention um dude this is your segment you came up with this i didn't know we were doing it this week i know just because carter's not here doesn't mean we immediately stop skipping all the segments i know maybe maybe it does okay um i'm just going quickly you know what okay actually i've been all the old like fucked up albums they're really good because I'm going okay. to see them on Friday at the Horseshoe, and they just released one like one of my favorite albums. That should have been my something new. Year of the Pig. What? Is don't they have an album called that? Yeah. I thought you or were like, like a fuck. I thought you were a fan, man. I was a fan. I am. A fan. They have like <laughs> their Zodiac fan. series. That's like eight of them now. I think they just released Year of the Snake. I think. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that was the last one. Um, but Doster Dreams is so fucking good. I'm seeing them Friday, and I'm so excited. So I've been listening to, like Chemistry of Common Life and Hidden World, and like all those good shit that I was obsessed with in high school. Mm-hmm. So it's not really new to me, but it's old, and I'm loving it. And I hope that they play something off of Chemistry when I see them. Okay. Uh, now you get to ask me the question. Okay, what is your something fresh? Um, I have, I guess my something fresh right now would be uh, having a puppy um, oh, because it's very new and it's exciting and there's a lot of kissing and 
licking and you know what the way that that came out probably wasn't the way I intended it to but I love the kisses I I love the licks yeah he's just cute and he's you said it already loves peanut butter so you know where you're putting that in his Kong you fucking sicko (laughs) Uh, and my something old but something new to me is this TV show have you heard of this show it's called Most Expensivist Oh yeah, most expensive shit. It's with uh, two chains. Two, two chains. Yeah. yeah so I, I've actually watched that. It's something I've watched. I've never watched it's it. So I knew that it was on Viceland, but yeah. it's on Crave TV. And when oh, I was looking for something to watch this afternoon, um, that and uh, there's this other show that I was watching. This will fit into my something new category as well. But okay. anyways, on the topic of. Uh, that show most expensivest like yeah. two chains is literally one of the funniest human beings yeah. on earth like entertainer man you know the episode where he goes to the it's like this exclusive club i think it's the second episode and it's like this exclusive club in uh, in new york and like the money and the membership fees are like outrageous okay and he's just like fucking with the guy uh, but the guy like must think two chains is stupid but like two chains is like so obviously finessing this guy and like making him look like an idiot it was fantastic that's amazing uh so i've been really enjoying that our uh intro song for uh this episode <laughs> is off of one of my favorite albums pretty girls love trap music or is oh, it pretty yeah, girls yeah. like trap music i can't remember in any case pretty girls Whatever. uh and yeah, me like trap music um and then the other thing is uh there's this other show i've been liking too uh it's with jim carrey it's called kidding what have you heard of this show dude no so he has this show i knew of it but i hadn't had a chance to watch it yet until yesterday okay um that's really my something new. Having a puppy, okay. like I already talked about that. It's but. like, well, whatever, boring. So, yeah, right? So this show, Kidding, is with Jim Carrey, and he plays this guy who is a, um, he is like a, uh, the main character on a TV, like a children's TV show that has like puppets and stuff. Okay. Uh, and it is honestly one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. <laughs> But it's like also like awkward. It's like awkward comedy. Um, so if you get a chance to check that okay. out, those are my okay. two recommendations for the week. Solid theme song out. So this week we only really talked about the Leafs and <laughs> Elias Pettersson. Yeah, not even the full Canucks, just them. That's fine. It was a very Leafs heavy episode. That's okay. Speaking I mean, it's of kind of Leafs, a. It's like oh. a, what'd you say? I said, speaking of the Leafs, I was trying to segue. Or segue. What are you segueing to? The fantasy thing. Ayo! <laughs> Just win, baby. <laughs> Just win, baby. Okay. Of the Leafs being good, because I'm killing it. Not really. Okay, give us an update on the okay. fantasy. Update on the fantasy. Um, so, as you guys know, we have our Just Win Baby League that we all drafted. How many episodes ago? Two? 
Two episodes ago, yeah. Yeah, two episodes ago, we drafted our teams. We just picked the teams on what the wins. So it's any regulation, overtime, or shootout, blah, blah, blah. Um, and yeah, so I won't go team by team because I'll be so boring as hell. But overall, coming in last place for an update is Carter with 23 wins. Just so that the fans know, can you just list off Carter's teams? I'll list off his, like, top teams right now. Yeah, give us Carter's top three teams. I'll give, like, overperforming and underperforming. Love it. Like a sum up. Okay, go ahead. So, the Preds are leading his his picks with five wins, but he still chose the Red Wings with his last pick, who have yet to win a game. Yes, Libor Shulak, yes. Yeah. He also chose the Panthers with his fifth pick, and they still haven't won a game either. Before we move forward, did you see that sick goal that Hronik scored? Yeah, I did. The one that went into his own net? Hronik oh, Last yeah. night. Last night when he put Last the puck night. in his own net. I was watching the Leafs game. I turned off the Habs game. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Detroit I is uh, actually not that good at hockey right now. No, they're not. Um, I, I wish I could send a SWAT team in to just rescue Anthony Mantha. Oh, my God. They're so fucking bad. It's unreal. <laughs> I don't want to watch this team. Like, I actually, like, last night I was like, oh, just I put the Leafs game on the TV and then had on my laptop the Wings game. And I was, like, going back and forth. And, like, I was like, why am I doing this to myself? The Leafs are playing amazing and the Wings are playing horseshit. Right. Okay. So... Continuing the update, should I go second or first now? Well, go to second. Okay, second is me. Yeah, it is, bitch. Yeah. So I picked the least with my first pick, which is turning out well because they're leading the whole league with six wins. But I have two teams that only have one wing win in the Coyotes and the Blues. I think the Blues might play tonight. I don't know. And then Sharks only have two wins so far. Hurricanes, though, late pick. Four wins and the Flames late pick three wins. So I put on my late in the Sabres. I picked with my last pick and they have two wins. So I've been good with my spread out and the Leafs, but but Chris, you are leading. Yes. This. It's true that I am. The fucking Canucks and the Ducks and the Bruins all have four wins. Yes. Yes, Elias Peterson. So, yes. So I I have twenty seven wins. So it's Carter twenty three. I have twenty seven. You have twenty nine. Yeah. It's very close. Yeah, it I mean, could, like, actually, this could all change tonight because there's still. Games for going me, on. Uh, you guys may or may not know this about me. I used to play fantasy hockey, and I won. Uh, like it's not, it's not like a brag, but like. Yeah. The, okay. When I used to do fantasy with people I work with, I won three years in a row uh, okay. by, like, a large margin because, like, obviously I gamed them. And yeah. anyways, it doesn't matter. So I stopped playing <laughs> fantasy because I wasn't enjoying it as much. I think I might consider doing fantasy again mm-hmm. in, like, a keeper league at some point in my life. But right now I just don't care. So this right. this competition that we have going on, you know, the fans are probably – wondering like oh chris are you surprised that you're doing so well and the answer would be no i'm not surprised because i had the right picks you only have two um, wins over me <laughs> well 
doesn't matter. Just win, baby. That's literally the fucking Fine. name of the thing. So this will all change when the Leafs go eighty-two and zero. Quest- yeah, yeah, I was gonna say eighty-two <laughs> and one and zero. Uh, okay, so what team is like leading the way for me right now? It's I said the Bruins, Ducks, and Canucks. Right. Four. So you just have like good solid, like you have those three teams with four, and then you have Lightning with three. Who they just won tonight, so they have three. And then Stars with three, and the Blackhawks with three. And then you have Penguins with two, Oilers with two, Rangers with two, Islanders with two. So you don't have any team with under two wins. Yeah, like I said, all also, of my Also, Ottawa choices... has fucking three wins. Yeah, I know. Well, but aren't we dividing Ottawa's wins? Yeah, but whatever. Um, I think for me... Uh, Charlie McAvoy is my favorite player in the NHL right now. Right? Okay. Yeah. Do you like Charlie McAvoy? He's okay. Dude, he's I've been good. watching I've been watching I, I saw him. a lot of him recently. I think he's fucking unreal. Yeah. I got to see him with the with Team USA and the World Juniors when they're in Toronto. Yeah. He's pretty fucking good. I just like he's his dope. body type. Like he's a little chubby. He uh Okay, yeah. You know, he's got that big right-hand shot. He, like, has straight-up laid guys out before. Yeah. I, I like yeah. him a lot. He's cool. He kind of reminds me of just, like, um, like a guy who is just consistently – not consistently, but, like, I think it's bullshit that he didn't win the Calder. What, McAvoy? Yeah. Oh, Calder. Sorry. I yeah, what did you – meant Norris for a second. No, so not the, the Norris Calder. I th- I honestly think he, he should have been though. Rookie of the Year because it is so much harder to be a defenseman playing on the top pairing uh, on a team. But he has Chara next to him. Yeah, regardless, though. Okay. But, yeah, like, where, I get where, I get where you're coming from. Was it from. last year? Was Calder your last year when yes. fucking Barzal won? Okay. I can see that, yeah. I, for some reason, I thought it might have been Matthew's year, and I was gonna yell, but yeah, was, no, yeah, it was last year. So, yeah, McAvoy should have probably won because it's basically him, Besser, and Barzell, right? And Kyle Connor. Yeah. Was Clayton Keller? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Clayton um, Keller is in Arizona, so it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, no, sorry, Tim. It's. I can't wait for you to meet Tim on the podcast no. because you probably I hear just me. I love to shit talk the Coyotes. He he'll like like just have a field day. I can't wait. <laughs> Anyways, should we uh, should we wrap up here, buddy? Yeah, probably. It's we don't have any mailbag night. questions because I forgot to put it out. <laughs> no, like see, that's not your fault though. It's because you'll post a tweet and then we won't end up recording that night because of our scheduling or whatever but just so you guys know i'm gonna post this episode of just uh thomas and i just the two of us just the two of us we can make it if we try just the two of us charlie mcavoy and chris um okay i have just to play the theme song i have one mailbag question at the last second okay Here's the mail, it never fails It makes me want to wag my tail When it comes, I want to wail Suck it, Woo! All right, go ahead, what's the so question? This is from, of course, number one fan, Rams Love Rams Future guest on the show Has um, she, uh, like, dug herself out of all the snow that Calgary's got fucking dumped on them? I, I don't know, I don't have any updates on the weather 
in Alberta. Uh, what I would um, ask for her next time she asks a question is just a quick little weather update first weather because update? after the, one Ontario of the questions now. that she said that she's like, will you come and rescue me or whatever? Oh, now, yeah. I wor- now I worry about her well-being. So. Yeah, she's just Kay. actually dead. Okay. So we have to rank. We'll do this together. Okay. Rank the hottest Flames players. Oh, easy. Okay. Uh, give me just a quick second so I can pull up their... Yeah, like no, their team photos for this year. Um, Dougie I've, Hamilton. Oh wait, shit. Uh, Iggy? No, not Iggy. Mika Kiprusov. Wow, we're just great at. Okay, um, so I'm on their roster, active roster. Okay, there's no photos of them though. Oh, I have photos. The score up. The score app. You and fucking three other people in Ontario who <laughs> hey. use that app. Okay. Okay, you can go first. Um. Oh, I don't. What? I'm not gonna. There's not a lot of them. They're what all very just boring people. Hannafin. I've heard Hannafin described as a very frat boro. Yeah, he's hot though. Very like. Daddy's money. I go to Boston. Kind of. Yeah, vibe. yeah, but Elias uh, Lindholm is kind of the same look, though. Yeah, but he's like European, so it's not like was the exchange student. Okay, um, I've got some uh, thoughts. I'm okay. gonna just go one by one based on what came up on Google. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll comment on all of them. So go ahead and type in Calgary Flames roster into Google search, and then there's photos for all the roster. Oh God! While you're doing that, I'll go first. Okay, so okay. Johnny Gaudreau. I don't think he's a bad looking guy. I think with him, I know he's got ill fashion sense because I heard he wore a pair of Yeezys on a horse at the Stampede. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Matthew Kachuk, I think, is better looking than Brady Kachuk. I'll just yep. say that. Hopefully, none of them end up looking like Keith. He looks more rounded. Yes. Yeah, sense. okay. I could see that. Uh, Sean Monaghan, uh, he's not... I don't think he's a bad looking guy. I uh, I think his hair looks kind of <laughs> fucked up in this photo. It, it is. I, I know the photo. But like he looks uh, like he likes Snickers when he makes fun of you. Yeah. Like I'm Sean he looks Monaghan. like somebody <laughs> like Sean. Sean Monahan looks like he was homeschooled. <laughs> um, moving yeah. on, James James Neal? James Neal is honestly got like that rugged hot look. He's okay. I know I know people that know him personally, and apparently he's a dick. <laughs> That's Spreading cool. rumors. That's cool though. How big is? Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, Elias Lindholm, he's like Swedish, so like obviously he's hot as fuck. Yeah. Now, that that actually doesn't apply to Michael Backlund. So it does the Swedish <laughs> good looks apply to Lindholm, but not Backlund. Uh, Sam Bennett, um, he has I like don't a gross beard now. So no. yeah, I was gonna say this photo I don't think is up it's to date. Uh, Mike Smith, my boy Mike Smith. Uh, I've met him in real life. Uh, he is. Have you told that story on the podcast? I have, but every time I tell the story, I edit it out because it's like so embarrassing when we talk about it. <laughs> we'll we'll say it again later. Oh, it's not like a big long. Okay, this time I won't edit it out. So basically, <laughs> I met Mike Smith uh, at my at my uh, at my work, 
and he was like the nicest guy on earth and I asked him about how his summer went and he said well I won a gold medal and I responded with oh Spengler cup question mark and he looked at me like I had six heads and was like uh no man world championships so yeah Yeah. did I did I accuse him of being on the Spangler Cup team yeah I did did you accuse him of being a no one a Canadian and a European well and this is also when he played for Arizona it was the year that Dylan Strom got drafted so I like tried to recover from that very awkward point in the conversation was like man Dylan Strom looks pretty good though he goes yeah I've never seen him play before (laughs) so yeah it was uncomfortable but whatever (laughs) Uh, right. Noah Noah Hannafin is hot. Uh, Mark Giordano, I don't know. I guess he's not bad looking. Yeah, it's like that Greek dad look. Uh, Michael Michael Froelich looks like the Zodiac killer. <laughs> uh, TJ Brody looks hot. Uh, Michael Brody looks like he beat me up in high school. Michael Stone and. Uh, I don't know. Michael Stone and Dave Riddich look like they could be, like, uh, I don't know, like a like a WWE tag team. <laughs> just they got the look of like just these yep. jobbers. Like I don't know. Yeah, just getting flown around. Derek Ryan looks like he has a good sex life. He looks happy in this photo. That's uh, like an accountant as well. Austin Zarnick. Uh, I don't know. He looks like he sells, um, he sells like, uh, what would you call it? He's like a Cutco salesman. Yeah, he looks like a door-to-door salesman, maybe. Rasmus Anderson's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, see, it's funny because I don't know how many of these guys are on the current roster. Yusuf Alamaki, uh, he's a, he's pretty good looking. Um, and Dylan Dubé, uh, isn't bad looking either, but I think... For me, I was working for him. For me, I'm going to go with Elias Lindholm as the hottest player on the Canucks. Yeah, I think so, too. I think it's weird if I say Dubik because he's like 19. Whatever. Whatever. Can't help. Can't help who you fall in love with. Yeah. Hamnick's up there, too. Honestly. Uh, Nah, not for me. I think Hannafin or Hannafin or Lindholm for me. Okay. Solid. Hopefully you're happy well, with Rams, that answer, Rams. You're happy. We did it. We actually talked about the Flames on a podcast, which no one else does because we they, never talk about. We could talk about the Flames at some. I've point. actually been watching them, and they're actually watchable. Yeah. Like, actually, actually. All right. Rasmus Anderson, baby. Yeah, and Valimaki, my son. Well, yeah. I mean, I already said Igor Ozhiganov is my son. I don't know if I can claim several sons. Uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, where can people sons. find all of your uh, all your cool stuff, man? Um, you could find me on Twitter at no salary retained, no E in the retained part of the last half of the word. <laughs> like, I don't think I can explain that. You got to you got to figure it out, buddy. I know. I know. Um, and yeah, MapleLeafsNation.com, which is the Leafs Nation on Twitter and Facebook. Not confusing at all, I, think I don't they think. I to figure that out. I think we had to change it. Um, and then Wings Nation. I've been doing a lot of stuff for them as well. Been writing on both sites. And yeah, I'm writing a lot. So okay. I'll have a post up on the front page probably 
sometime. I love and right it. now, the William Nylander piece. Read yeah, it. read that. It's good. I'll put it read in the show it notes. And yell at me. Like, actually, literally 200 people on Facebook yelled at me today. So, mm. it's been this, fun. This is the life you chose, buddy. I know. Dude, Facebook comments are the worst. They're so I fucking bad. Can only imagine. Uh, you can. The only thing that you need to follow me on is at hockey pup, p u p. That <laughs> is Puck's Instagram account that oh, Robin runs right now. Um, you know it's funny because I up until about two weeks ago I used to tease Carter about having an Instagram for his dogs, yeah, and now Robin and I have one. So at hockey pup, he is literally the cutest dog on earth. He is. And that's that. You and can make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter to get all those hot tweets and episodes when they're coming out. You can follow along on Twitter at Takeoff Hosers. You can also like and subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash Takeoff Hosers. You can also find us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave a comment if you are so inclined. That is all for us. We will be back later this week with just Carter and I like old times before Sexy Thomas. Before I fucking ruined everything. You didn't ruin anything. <laughs> we love you. See you guys okay. later. Oh, yeah. yeah. Good drink. Good. Big nights. Big night. Good drugs. Drugs. I put a phone on rocks. Yeah. Drop top. No hot box. No. 12 try to put me over. Pink slips to the top.